Our second reading comes to us from the 16th chapter of Exodus, verses 1 through 18. The whole congregation of the Israelites set out from Elam, and Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people should go out and gather enough for that day. And that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for he's heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, They looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of the dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as the frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you needs, an omar to a person to the number of persons, all providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some less. But they went, when they measured it, it was an omer, and gathered much had nothing over. And those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we've come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Today, the lectionary takes quite a jump. Last week, we talked about the brothers Jacob and Esau and how they battled with one another and how Jacob was the trickster and was redeemed. And today, we jump forward 
many generations. Jacob's children ended up in the nation of Egypt. And these were the descendants of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. And they started there as great people, as people in power. But as the political power has changed, as a new Pharaoh came to be, they fell out of favor. And their descendants ended up enslaved. And they lived many generations in slavery. God called a shepherd, Moses, to lead them out of slavery. First, Moses was called to go to Pharaoh and to say, let my people go. But Pharaoh would not listen. So God sent seven plagues to show God's power. And after the seventh plague, Pharaoh finally relented. And Moses and the Israelites fled Egypt, fled the bonds that had held them, fled slavery. The Egyptians pursued them. The the Israelites passed through the Red Sea. God had the Red Sea swallow the Egyptian army. And the Israelites were home free until they came to the wilderness. And they wandered the wilderness. And that's where today's passage from Exodus takes place. And there are two things I really want to focus today on today's passage. The first is the Israelites complaining. They've been out of slavery for about a month and a half. So less than two months removed from living as slaves in Egypt. And since they're in the desert, in the wilderness, food is scarce and hard to come by. And they're hungry and their stomachs are growling. And they begin to complain. And they're dissatisfied and they're unhappy and they complain to Moses. They complain to his uh, brother Aaron. But then they do something that still fascinates me no matter how many times I read it. They begin to reminisce for their time in Egypt. They say, if only the Lord had killed us when we were still in Egypt. If only the Lord had struck us dead while we were sitting by the flesh pots of Egypt. Where we had as much as we wanted to eat. How short their memories are. How easy it is to cleanse their history. They remember the food because that's what they're lacking now, but they forget that Scripture tells us that they were severely beaten. In fact, Moses, before he became a leader, killed an Egyptian slave driver because he beat an Israelite so badly. When Pharaoh felt threatened by the growing strength of the Israelite slaves, he ordered that the all uh, children born male be put to death. And this is the time that they are reminiscing for. This is the time they were wishing they were still in. And it's not like years have passed. It's only been a couple of years or a couple of months. Due to their present hardships, due to their hunger, to their fear of the future, they look back at their time in slavery and fondness. But how often do we do this? 
How often do we look at our past? How often do we look at our time in high school or our time in college or a time when we were first married or our time when we were single and think those were the days? We look at the past with rose-colored glasses. As I was working on this sermon through the week, a Billy Joel lyric kept going through my mind when he said, the good old days weren't always good and tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems. But we like to make the good old days good. We like to make them better than they were. Time helps us to forget the hardships, the difficulties, the heartache that we experience. I was talking with Heather and we were having a conversation with some friends the other day. And I began reminiscing about my time in seminary. This afternoon I'll be picking up a couple of my friends from seminary at the airport. Tomorrow we'll be going on our annual retreat together. It's a time that we all look forward to each year. Because when we were in seminary together, we built friendships that last a lifetime. This will be the ninth year that we've gotten together And there's been some ebb and flow. We've lost some people. We've gained some people. But the core group are those relationships we built in seminary. And I think about those relationships and I think about the community that was formed. And I think about exploring new ideas and learning and, and exploring the Bible in classes. I look back at that time so fondly. But I forget the nights that I didn't sleep because I was memorizing Hebrew flashcards. I forget about the stress and the strain that that put on Heather and my marriage. I forget about the financial hardships and wondering how we were going to pay rent that month because I was so involved in classes that I could only work a part-time internship. But when I talk about seminary, I forget all of that. And I talk about exploring scripture. I talk about our pickup flag football games. I talk about Tuesday night poker nights. I talk about the bonfire and the bourbon and all the fun we had. We love to cleanse our past. We love to make it better than it was. We do that in churches as well. Every church I've been a part of, either as a pastor or a congregant, has always looked back on the good old days. They look back to a certain time period, and different people might have different time periods. It might be when they had X amount of members, or when they had this program or that program, or when a certain pastor was there. But they forget about the difficulties. They forget about the fighting the arguments, the stress, the financial difficulties, the Sundays when nothing seemed to go right. And they remember the good. And that's what the Israelites are doing. And a main reason is because they have forgotten who called them. They've forgotten why they've been called Out of slavery. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The Israelites complained against Moses and against Aaron because they were hungry. They forget that it was God that called them. 
So God provided manna for them. God sent this fluffy, weird bread that we don't really know exactly what it is, but it was a bread-like substance. And God did it for two reasons. The first, he did it to provide nourishment, to feed them. That's what they were complaining about. They didn't have enough food. They didn't have enough sustenance. So God sent manna in the morning and quails in the evening. But more importantly, God did it to reassure that God was with them. It's interesting if you read this passage, noticing where the language is directed. The Israelites don't say, if God hadn't called us out of the wilderness... They say, if Moses hadn't led us out of the wilderness, if God had struck us dead while we're still in slavery. And Moses says, the Lord will provide. Why do you complain against me? Who am I to complain against? And God says, I will give them manna to let them know that I am the Lord. Verse 12 says, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of the bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, your God. The manna was provided to remind the Israelites why they are in the wilderness. Who they are following. following, And that God is with them. Christ compares himself to the manna. Christ says, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors, they ate the manna from heaven and they died. But if you eat of me, if you eat of the bread of life, you shall live eternally. And just as God provided the manna to nourish the Israelites, God provided Christ to make sure we are nourished spiritually. But while the bread that we eat each day fades as it's digested, The nourishment we receive from Christ is ongoing. But more importantly, Christ is a reminder that God is always with us. Christ is literally Emmanuel, God with us. Christ was sent to remind us that it isn't human leaders, it isn't human culture that we follow, but that it's God. It's God who calls us on whatever journey we might be called on. It's God that puts us where we are when we find ourselves in any particular place. We are there for a reason, and God is with us. And Christ is a reminder of that. Christ was sent to be a reminder to us when we struggle, when we are in want, when we are in need. That God is with us. That God loves us. That God provides for us in one way or another. Today we celebrate World Communion Sunday. It's not an official church holiday, but it's one of my favorite church days. It's a day when we celebrate communion with churches throughout the world. On most every continent, most every country, and most every language, people will be gathering around Christ's table today. And we're reminded that we are all in communion with one another. 
that we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, that we are all called by God and that we all follow Christ. As we gather around the table, we are reminded that Christ is the bread of life. That Christ says, this is my body broken for you. And we're reminded that to look forward, to look to where we are called, to look where we are going. We shouldn't forget where we come from, but we shouldn't focus it on either, but should instead focus on why God has called us here and where God is calling us in the future. As we all gather around the table, we remember that in Christ, we are reminded that God nourishes us. As we gather around the table, we're reminded that in Christ, that God, it is God that we follow. And as we gather around the table, we remember that in Christ, we are reminded that God loves us. And God is always present with us. And we remember this with this congregation. And we remember it with congregations throughout the world. That we have been given the gift of God. The bread of life. God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And in Him, God's love, God's grace, and God's presence is made very real. And so we gather around His table. And we celebrate. And we remember. The Scripture starts, the whole congregation of the Israelites sent out from Elam. The whole congregation. All of the Israelites. So today we all gather around Christ's table. And we feel his presence. We're reminded that God is God and it is God that we follow.